I'm sure it's delicious. I just don't understand why we can't see Yoda now. Patience! For the Jedi, it's time to eat as well. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> How far away is Yoda? Will it take us long to get there? Not far. Yoda, not far. <laughs> Patience. Soon you will be with him. <laughs> I thought... <laughs> Why wish you become Jedi? <laughs> Mostly because of my father, I guess. Ah, father? How for Jedi was he? How <laughs> for Jedi? Oh, come on. How could you know my father? You don't even know who I am. No, I don't even know what I'm doing here. We're wasting our time. I cannot teach him. The boy has no patience. He will learn patience. Hmm. <clears throat> Much anger in him. Like his father. Was I any different when you taught me? He's not ready. Yoda. I am ready. I, Ben, I, I can be a Jedi. Ben, tell him I'm re ready. Ready, are you? What knows you ready? For 800 years have I trained Jedi. I own counsel where I keep one who is to be trained. A Jedi must have the deepest commitment. Hmm? The most serious mind. This one, a long time have I watched. All his life as he looked away to the future, to the horizon. Never his mind on where he was. Hmm? What he was doing. Hmm. Adventure. Insignment. Hey. Hey. Did I crave not these things? You are reckless. So was I, if you remember. He is too old. Yes, too old to begin the training. But I've learned so much. Will he finish what he begins? I won't fail you. I'm not afraid. Yeah. You will be. You will be. <laughs> and you're wondering how in the world is that going to connect with the Lord's Prayer, aren't you? And this is about the moment in the message where I'm wondering that myself. <laughs> no. Is the student teachable? That's the question that Yoda is trying to figure out. Is the student teachable? Will he have the patience? Will he have the courage? Will he have the perseverance, the, the fear, the strength equal to the task? And Yoda wasn't sure at all. And yet he embarked on this journey, which most of us are familiar with, of teaching young Skywalker to become a Jedi. Teachability might be 
the key to everything. One recent author wrote a book called Just That, The Key to Everything. And he talks about teachability. Because if you're teachable, there's really nothing that is beyond you in terms of personal growth. And if you're teachable, the things you are able to learn and do, the influence you're able to have, the the, the places you're able to go if you're just only teachable. Because often what shuts us down is our lack of teachability, right? Prideful, lack the drive, aren't too sure whether we are even interested, whatever it is. When we lack teachability, it's hard to learn anything. Well, welcome to our series on the Lord's Prayer this summer. I'm really excited about it. I've been looking forward to it for for some time now. We have the opportunity to learn how to pray from Jesus himself. I mean, just think about that for a moment. We have the opportunity to learn how to pray from Jesus himself. Can we just stop and acknowledge how amazing that is? How incredible it is that we could sit at the feet of Jesus and how thankful we are that Jesus is not at all like Yoda. (laughs) The Lord's Prayer has been the central Christian prayer for over 1,900 years. Doug and Lori lent me a book on the Lord's Prayer that a German pastor, really a collection of his sermons that he preached. He was a German pastor during World War II. He preached in Stuttgart. And he preached, started the series when the city was still in good shape. And he preached the series through the decline of Stuttgart into ruins. And then later, it's restoration. And all that while, he preached the Lord's Prayer. And he said, this is the prayer that spans the world. And I quote, the world of everyday trifles and universal history. The world with its hours of joy and bottomless anguish. The world of citizens and soldiers. The world of monotonous routine and sudden terrible catastrophe. The world of carefree children and at the same time problems that can shatter grown men. End quote. There's no greater prayer that we can pray. There's no more profound words that we can speak. No more simple and yet significant conversation that we can have with God through this prayer, using these words given to us by Jesus, taught to us by Jesus. There's a few of us that are going to be preaching through this series this summer. And a few of us have been uh, reading about it, studying it, praying it, reflecting on it, writing messages already. And uh, we are, I think, a little surprised, to be honest, at how meaningful and significant already the Lord's Prayer has become to us as we've reflected on it and read and studied and prayed and prepared to share with all of you what Jesus is teaching us. And we really believe that through this series, Jesus is going to bring new things to us. He's going to lead us in fresh conversation we're going to be perhaps a bit surprised by the way Jesus teaches, teaches us. We've kind of cast this as the summer school of prayer. <laughs> prayer is a, an opportunity to learn the Lord's Prayer. is like an opportunity for us to enroll in Jesus' summer school of prayer. It's like we're asking you to sign up for a class, but the teacher isn't some dried up, should be retired already 
isn't somebody who's just kind of struggling along to try to figure it all out. The teacher isn't someone who just got their notes last week. The teacher isn't even, you know, a regular teacher who's done their hard work and is ready for it. The teacher is the master himself, Jesus. And we're being invited to sign up with him. Jesus will take us through this prayer that he taught us, phrase by powerful phrase. So, why would you enroll in the summer school of prayer? Why would you do that? Well, why would you enroll in any summer school at all? (laughs) Summer school, we know, is, is reserved for who, right? Those who really are in trouble, and they need it, because if they don't, they're going to bomb what's coming, right? And then you've got those on the other side of the spectrum who take summer school, who are working to graduate four years early and will soon get a PhD at 20. The super gifted keener types, yeah, they take summer school, all right. So you have opposite ends, those who are really struggling and those who are super gifted. But you also have people who just know that, you know, the more I learn now, the better I'm going to be later. So maybe I'll sign up for that, that course that might be a bit sticky. Or maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll rub off some courses that, that are fairly easy, but I want them out of the way. You know, people that just, just kind of know how much it will benefit them later. And then I think there's also those who take summer school because they feel like they've plateaued. And they need some fresh input. They want to break through a bit of a, a learning barrier. I think you can take all of these reasons and apply them to why you and I would enroll in the summer school of prayer with Jesus. You know, for many of us, prayer is a very meaningful, central, vibrant part of our lives. I took a survey last week. Many of you took that survey on SurveyMonkey online. Learned a few things about surveys. But I also learned a few things about prayer. And you know, most of the people I surveyed said that prayer was a meaningful, vibrant part of their life. You talk, maybe if you're in that case, you talk to the Father as naturally as you talk to anyone else. You do it during set times of conversation, which we often call prayer times, but you also do it throughout your day, as you drive, as you work. And your invitation is to enroll in this as a master class and enhance your relationship with God even more as you come under the teaching of Jesus. And if that's you, if you're that kind of a person, I actually brought, I don't need to convince you at all because if you're in that kind of relationship, you're excited, you're just thrilled that we're talking about prayer this summer. <laughs> you're, you're thrilled that we're going to do this. So I don't need to convince you at all. You're the keener that usually is at the door uh, waiting, for, waiting for the syllabus. But maybe you're in a different spot. Maybe you feel like your connection with God has hit a bit of a plateau. You know? It's become a bit boring. It's not that you don't pray or don't talk with God, but it's kind of become ho-hum for you. And if you were honest, it doesn't really excite you. If you're really honest, it's probably more hit and miss than you'd like. Well, by signing up for this summer school of prayer with Jesus, he'll be able to revitalize your relationship with the Father. He'll be able to bring a fresh life back to your relationship with God. Well, how about those of, you, those of us, and I know there are some, who feel intimidated by prayer. You know, you see other people praying and you think, wow, that's incredible. And that's not me, right? If I, were to, I won't ask you to put up your hands, but I was, I, there'd be some of us who would say, yeah, that's right. When I hear so-and-so pray, I just think, that's incredible. If I could just pray like that, but, but I can't, so I won't. Some of you are, 
intimidated by the prayers of others, intimidated by maybe public prayer, intimidated by, 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 by just the idea of talking to God. And so maybe you would want to come along and sign up for this course because here's the deal. Even though this class, as it were, is just as good for seasoned prayers, it's actually designed for beginners. It actually meets people right where they're at. If you've never prayed before, if no one's ever taught you how to pray, if you feel like, my goodness, every time I come to prayer, I don't know what to say, and I just want to just, you know, I don't, I don't know where to begin, this is for you. And I believe that as you enroll in this summer school of prayer with Jesus, you will be surprised at the kind of conversations you're having, maybe even just a few weeks in. And then for others, I know this is true, that prayer has become discouraging for you. It's felt like an exercise in futility. Maybe you've prayed for something. Maybe you've prayed for a relationship to be reconciled. Maybe you've prayed for a health issue. Maybe you've prayed for a kid. I don't know. But you've prayed and you've prayed and you've waited and you've waited and you just haven't seen the answers you were hoping for and you've become very discouraged by that. And you wonder if you're just talking to the ceiling, if this is just all in your head. I want you especially to hear me very clearly this morning. I believe that if you will come and learn from Jesus, he will restore your faith. I believe he'll give you a gift as you come and learn in the school of prayer that Jesus has set up. It's for all of us, wherever we're at, And Jesus isn't intimidated by the variety of our questions. He's not thrown by our various backgrounds, some of our hang-ups. Age matters not to him from the smallest child to the oldest elder. He's not intimidated by any of that. He invites every one of us to come and to learn to pray from him, to let him teach us about prayer. It's an incredible opportunity. So my question is, are we open to that? That's what we're heading into this summer. Are we open to that? It was the disciples who first asked Jesus to teach him how to pray. In fact, I think it was the only time they ever asked Jesus to teach them anything. It's not that he didn't teach them at other times, but specifically asking him to teach them. Let's hear the story as it's put in Luke chapter 11, just the first few verses. Here's what it says. One day, Jesus was praying at a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. If you're wondering where the rest of it is, that's Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer. The fuller version, which we base our traditional uh, Lord's Prayer on, is the version in Matthew. And that's the version we'll be going through this summer. But this is the context, one of the times Jesus taught about prayer. Do you notice how this opened up, this little section, when he asked them to teach him, teach them? It says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. 
See, Jesus prayed all the time. And he prayed for many of the same reasons that you and I pray. You may not have realized that. I did a survey of the Gospels this week, just looking for all the ways Jesus, when he did pray, when he connected with his Father, um, when he taught about prayer, you know, what he said about prayer, just did a big survey. And I was struck by how Jesus prayed for many of the same reasons that you and I pray. He prayed when he was feeling overwhelmed. Jesus prayed when he was tired. He prayed when he was overloaded with pressure from people. Jesus prayed during those times. I think all of us could say, yeah, that's, that's when I need to pray, or that's when I do pray. Jesus spent time in prayer when he was facing a big decision. When he was wrestling, and yes, he did wrestle, when he was wrestling with God's will for his life, Jesus prayed, spent time with his father in conversation. When he was concerned for his followers, he prayed. And then, time and time again, he prayed, went off to be with his father just so he could connect, just so he could nurture that relationship, just so they could talk. Those are all reasons that you and I pray. And Jesus does this all the time. He prayed throughout his regular life as they were on the road, as they were at meals, as they were just sharing. But he also spent significant time away, alone, connecting with his father. And all the while, while he's doing that, his disciples are watching this, right? They're observing his behavior. They're seeing his, his pattern of life. And as they watched, their curiosity grew. They were intrigued by what they saw. There was something special about the way that Jesus connected, the way that he spoke about God as his Father. It's not that they didn't know how to pray. These were faithful Jewish boys who would have been raised in families and communities of devout prayer. But there was something different about the way that Jesus talked to God. The way he connected Something that led them to finally ask Jesus to teach them how to pray. And this move, asking Jesus to teach them how to pray, may have been what Jesus was waiting for. Before this, maybe they weren't ready. I I don't know. Master teachers, maybe a little bit like Yoda, always look for the readiness to learn. And and could it be that they weren't ready before this? I, I don't know. I thought a lot about their question this week. Lord, teach us to pray. Thought about teachability. Thought about the kind of the ways that we resist that. I thought about I thought about how, what it meant that they finally came to Jesus to ask him to teach them. Thought about how Jesus was the master teacher. I mean, if you want to learn from anyone, you want to learn from him. And how in this we're being invited to do just that. This summer, that's what we're asking. Lord, teach us to pray. That's what we're asking as a community, as a congregation. Lord, teach us to pray. We need to know how. We need to grow in this. We need to grow in this individually. We need to grow in this as families. We need to grow in this as a church. Lord, teach us to pray. And so the question is, are we ready to be taught by Jesus? It's really my question today. The whole message is really that question. This is the introduction to our series. Are we teachable? Because if we are teachable, Jesus is offering us, I believe, a unique opportunity. An ability to learn from him how to pray in a way that will actually transform us from the inside out. 
has the potential to change us. The potential even to change the world around us. Well, what are, we, what are we saying when we ask Jesus to teach us how to pray? I think there's at least four things, just, just simply from that phrase. Four things that we're saying when we say, Lord, teach us to pray. The first thing is, we say, Lord. We're acknowledging that Jesus is the master. He's the teacher. There's something powerful in there. That as a community, we're saying, Lord, we're under your authority. Lord, you are the one who is leading our lives, who's leading our church. So right off the bat, there's an acknowledgement of his mastery, as it were. And we know he's a good teacher. We know that he's, a, he, he's so loving and so gentle. But there's a sense in which we come to him and we recognize who he is. We're not glib about it. We're not disrespectful about it. We come to him and we honor him. We, we acknowledge who he is as we come to learn from him. The second thing is we ask him to teach. I, I think in there is not only asking him to teach, but it's acknowledging our own ignorance. It's acknowledging that we actually don't know what we're doing when we pray. Even those of us who prayed for many, many, many years will acknowledge, I actually don't know what I'm doing. Now, some of you who are just starting this prayer thing, that might be super discouraging to you. (laughs) But you know what it is? There are no professional prayers. It's not true. We can become more seasoned in it, don't get me wrong. But in a very real sense, we're always students of Jesus. We're always acknowledging we have so much to learn. We have so far to go. And as we follow Jesus, he reveals more and more of what he wants to do in our lives. So we come to him and ask him to teach because we acknowledge that we actually don't know. We actually don't have it. Now, other parts of scripture tell us that this, it's one of the Spirit's roles, right? The Holy Spirit, in those times when we don't know how to pray, he comes and he makes intercession for us. He, I like to think he makes sense of our messy prayers. He, he makes sense of our, our blah, right? That's the Holy Spirit's role. But as we come to Jesus, we're not coming with our, kind of our list of credentials or all the ways we've already learned to pray or all the, you know, we're not coming like that. We come and say, you know what? In humility, I need to learn. I'm back at square one. I'm in the front desk. I'm ready. We come to him and we acknowledge our need for him to teach us. Third aspect of this question is the little word, us. Now, easy to slip past that one, right? Lord, teach us. He's just slipped past that one, but it's actually super significant. And we're going to see this unfold as we get into the Lord's Prayer. The word us shows up again and again. And it's important that we recognize that though we do grow personally in prayer, our primary question is not, Lord, teach me to pray. We are experts at privatizing our faith, at making it all about me only about me. And what this reminds us is that our question is, Lord, teach us to pray. Us to pray. Even when we're praying personally and by ourselves, we're praying the prayer, Lord, teach us to pray. As a community, as brothers and sisters, as families, as friends. And even as we say that when we're alone, it brings to our mind that we're a community following Jesus, learning to pray together. And we need 
to learn to pray together. We'll see this come up again and again through the Lord's Prayer. And then, of course, the fourth one is just to pray. We're asking Jesus to show us how to have a conversation with his Father the way he does. Have you ever thought of it that way? We're actually asking Jesus to pull back the curtain. It's gone. We're asking Jesus to open a door. We're asking Jesus to, to invite us in to this intimate relationship he has with his Father. And here's the deal. He's more than eager to do so. And he has all the ability to help us do it. But that's what we're asking. We're not asking to learn some, some generic thing. We're not asking so we can have some quick tips on how to make that to-do list that God really will hear. We're not, we're not even trying to, to, to sort of um, get super spiritual. We're not trying any of that. You know, we're just simply asking Jesus to teach us how we can have a talk with God the way he does. It happens to be the most powerful thing we could do. But it's simply getting in on Jesus' conversation with his Father. We're asking the right question. Lord, teach us to pray. Can we say that together? Lord, teach us to pray. Can we actually try? Like, let's try. Lord, teach us to pray. Let's try one more. Lord, teach us to pray. That's our prayer. That's our request. That Jesus, you're the master teacher. You're the leader in our lives. You're the leader in my life. You're the leader in this church. And we're coming to you humbly. We're not coming to you because we've got the credentials or, or we've got everything that we need. We're coming to you to ask that you would lead us into a relationship with your Father where we can talk, where we can share, where we can listen and receive from your Father what you receive from your Father. Insight, courage, Direction, knowledge, love for each other, perseverance to follow through. All the things that Jesus received from his Father, that's what we're asking you, Jesus, to show us. That's our prayer when we say, Lord, teach us to pray. So, are you ready to enroll in summer school? Hmm. How are you going to do that? Well, actually, I think there's just three simple ways. First one is, if you really want to enroll in summer school, is to commit to pray it daily. Now, the vast majority of you have some version of this memorized. And I'm sure you could clear up any difficulties you have very soon. The big thing is, for most of us, is some reminder, right? Do you know it only takes 30 seconds to say that out loud? 30 seconds. I don't know how many, some math wizard, how many 30 seconds do we have in a day? There's a lot of them. 30 seconds. So for me, I know the issue is not time. The issue is desire and memory. (laughs) And I can choose, use my desire, to place things in my life that will remind me to pray this prayer. So you can go from high tech to, you know, notifications on your iPhone to low tech. Post-it notes in your bathroom. However, in your car, with a friend, some, some, some item that will remind you when you're doing the dishes. I don't know what it is. But set up some reminder so that you can pray this daily. Now, I'm just going to say pray it daily. But what I would encourage and what I'm going to try to do 
is pray it often throughout the day. Pray it as I'm driving. Pray it before I go into a meeting with someone. Pray it as a family. Pray it with your kids at night, your grandkids over the phone. Pray it. Say it. Commit to do it this summer. And I believe that as we ask the Lord to teach us to pray and then commit to pray it corporately and individually in our families with our friends, that will be the key way that we enroll in this summer school and see transformation happen. The second way is to access the weekly teaching. Now, I know what summer's like. I'm not even going to be here for every one of these this summer. But I believe that it's critical as we ask the question, Lord, teach us to pray, that gathering to worship and pray this prayer together is a significant part of the way Jesus wants to teach us. And so I encourage you, if you are here locally, to make it a priority to gather and worship. As you know, for most of the summer, will be one service at 10 a.m., but to gather for teaching, to receive reflection, and to worship together and pray this prayer together as the Lord teaches us to pray. And then for the Sundays that you miss because you're gone on holidays or whatever's come up, I strongly urge you to access the teaching through the uh, online platforms we have, iTunes and on the web, or if that's not where you're at, ask Jack for a recording and he'll get you one, okay? He'll burn you a CD. But we can all learn together, I believe, as we access the weekly teaching. And then the third one is more of an attitude of heart, and that is to remain teachable. Remain teachable as you go through it. Remain teachable as you pray. For some of you, a prayer that is very, very, very familiar. Remain teachable in that. And in the times when you feel bored with it or frustrated with it or whatever with it, say, Lord, teach me to pray. Teach us to pray. Make my heart willing to continue learning. I feel stuck. I feel bored. I feel like I've heard this thing too many times. Come back to him with that. Remain teachable as Jesus leads us. Let me ask you as we close, what difference would it make in your life if your relationship with the Father was greater than it is today? What difference would it make in your life, in your relationships, if your connection with the Father was greater than it's ever been? Think about the worries that dominate your heart. Worries of health. Worries of finances. What difference would it make in your life if your relationship with the Father was closer, was more intimate? What difference would it make as you pray for conflicts in the world? As we think of our persecuted brothers and sisters. As you think of of maybe marriage problems that are happening in, in your friend's life. What difference would it make if you, more connected with the Father, were praying that His will would be done in their lives? What difference would it make if they were more connected? What difference would it make in situations that you really want to see changed? Maybe hearts that you want to see changed. Maybe your own heart changed. What difference would it make if you were more connected to the Father than you've ever been? What difference would it make in your love? Your love for Jesus? Your love for what God is doing? Your commitment to see 
his will done in the world, the love you have for each other? I actually don't know the answer to that. But I do know this. The more we connected we are to the Father, the more we are praying that his will would be done and his kingdom would come on earth as in, as in heaven. The more we pray that he would give us this day our daily bread, forgive us as we forgive others. The more we pray that he would not lead us into temptation but deliver us from evil, the more we pray that, the more we allow God to take leadership in our lives, the more somehow in the mystery of how God's work, God works, he begins to shift and change what's going on in the world around us. Well, there is no telling what God is going to do. But because he's good, I'm convinced it will be good as he leads us into greater connection with his Father. And so, that's your invitation. This is the prayer that spans the world from our hearts to the Creston Valley to every man, woman, and child that God loves. And the key to it all is the question, will we be teachable in the hands of Jesus? Will we let him teach us how to pray?